Welcome to the Work Before the Work podcast for account executives, SDRs and sales professionals looking to prospect better, sell more and get promoted faster. I'm Paul M. Caffrey, co-author of the Work Before the Work and in each episode we deconstruct the hidden habits elite sales professionals use to outperform the competition. Please share and enjoy. What does it mean to you to sell from the heart? And for me, what it means is showing up and showing that person that you know them. So when you're in that first, whether it's the first sales meeting or you're right the way through the process or with an existing client, every single meeting that you're going to, you are prepared. You are looking at what's going on in their world and you're ultimately looking out to make them successful, to look at who else can you help them help. So what does that actually look like? And I guess this is the opportunity I get to go a little bit further with this answer is um, if you're prepared and if you actually are selling from the heart, you are then building a strong relationship. So you're going to be in the position of having somebody who, you know, let's say you need a reference call to help another client make a decision whether to move forward or not. Or let's say you want to have your LinkedIn uh, profile uh, spruced up. You know, these are the people that you can ask for referrals and they'll be only too happy to actually do that or make that call on your behalf. And how you know if you've truly sold from the heart? I really was thinking about this before I came on the show is how many people have you sold to over the years that you could actually still call up today, that you could actually send a WhatsApp message and actually have a conversation with, have a coffee with, or whatever that may be, even if you're working in a different company or even in a different field, that you can still have those relationships. And if you've sold from the heart, you will have a lot of those contacts in your phone book. So for me, that's what it's about, building that genuine connection, being truly prepared for every interaction and looking to make that other person as successful as they can be in that role that you are with them. Oh, this this is so good. And, and I'm, and I'm so glad Paul, that you brought up the word care uh, because throughout the years and the decades that I was in office technology sales, I, I wasn't the smartest person out there. I mean, there's people that were way smarter than me, but I always held myself to this as I was just going to out care everybody else. And, you know, in today's day and age, people sense this right away. They sense if you actually care from that very first conversation in those very few minutes that you start speaking. I mean, they can tell if you're in it for them or if you're in it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a natural way a conversation goes. And how many times have... You know, clients will, will recognize this a lot, but also sales professionals on the other side will see you might start a meeting and all of a sudden you just see that person lean back. They might start checking their phone and you're like, oh, they've drifted off. And why is that? It's because they don't sense that you care in that initial uh, exchange. Yeah. So, you know, if you can show, you know, oh, well, you've had a, you moved offices or what's happening there or you won this award or um, maybe the local sports team are doing well, whatever that may be looking to actually make this person lean forward and go, oh, you uh, actually did a little bit of homework here. And let's face it, a lot of executives we meet, they're showing up on podcasts, they're doing their own personal brands on LinkedIn. There is a lot more information available on people now than there certainly was 10 or 15 years ago. And just that little change, the rest of your conversation Mm -hmm. will probably be pretty much the same in the sense of if it's a discovery you're looking to see, you know, if they have a problem, if you can solve it, if it's a priority and, and so on and so forth. But framing it in that in that position of showing that you care, it just makes a huge, huge difference. 
I love it. I love it. And, you know, when you think about caring, we talk a lot about giving a rip. We talk about, you know, that true, sincere desire to be a servant, to help and all of that. Part of caring, a huge part of caring is preparation. And this is what I absolutely love about the work behind the work is there are habits at Selling from the Heart and our trust formula. We call them disciplined habits. There are habits of highly high performance sales professionals that that relate to preparation, that relate to not just showing up with a heart to care, but showing up with a mind that's prepared to actually add some value. And I love this story. We were talking in the show uh, before we hit record here about the backstory of your sales career and what brought you to this whole uh, revelation, realization of the work behind the work. Would you be kind enough to share the backstory of, of Paul Caffrey and, and this aha moment that you had? Yeah, absolutely, Daryl. Um, my pleasure. And I started my career in, in the first recession. It was particularly difficult in Europe in 2008. So I pivoted from science into sales. And I just thought that's what it was. I just thought it was something that was, this is just really difficult. It just takes a lot of time. Slowly but surely, like anything, you stick with it, you figure it out. And I had a number of successful years. I got to go live in different countries and I was having a great time with sales. But I reached a point five, six years in where I couldn't do any more work. I was literally at the point of 12 o'clock at night, working on quotes, planning out where I was going to go the next day, and sometimes jumping in the car at 5 a.m. the next morning and going to my meetings. So it led me to look at, well, how can you actually perform better? So I came across some of the work from Todd Herman and his 90-day year, which was brilliant and helped me look and improve my performance uh, mindset. But then I quickly realized, delving deeper into it, that it was not so much about improving performance or improving volume of work. It was improving the work that I delivered for the opportunities that I was working on. So that meant two things. Number one, being more selective about what I worked. But number two, actually working that opportunity better. And the one thing that I noticed that a lot of, a lot of people glossed over was being prepared. And if you are prepared for the opportunities that you deem valuable to work, you actually end up being a lot more successful and delivering a lot more value as opposed to being that person who does all the meetings, does all of the work, and then gets does okay. But you, you know that plateau, you will never break through it with that mindset. Now, here's the catch. A lot of people don't want to do the work. You know, like, you know that's not for me. Then it comes down to, well, I'm kind of saying, you've got to do the work. And now you've got to do the work before the work. So it's it's even more. So this is nice because it means most people won't take that step. But for those who do, really, the standards aren't that high for you to actually mm -hmm. outperform the competition. Because let's let's remember, you're probably only against two or three other sales professionals when you're looking to actually win a deal. You know, there'll be a lot more options out there. Whoever that buyer, they will whittle it down to a small few. And sometimes that'll be based on the brand of that company. And you could be up against two or three companies that are pretty similar, have strong brands. Then it comes down to you. So how are you going to be that bit better than the two or three other people you're up against? Uh, and that is really how the work before the work was born. 
Oh, uh, this is this is great stuff. And I, I want to go back. I, I, if we can just camp on preparation just for a second is I love the title, the work before the work, but I'm going to throw you on the spot, Paul, is what's preparation look like to Paul? So and the reason why I'm, I'm asking this is it, preparation means so many different things to so many different people. But in the context of the work before the work, what's preparation mean to you? I'm just curious. Yeah, what's that so look like? Uh, so for me, preparation is being ready for the opportunities that come into your world or that you go out and find. Okay, there is there's strategic preparation uh, and there is more tactical preparation. So if we look at it from from a strategic uh, perspective, you know, let's say you want to work in a certain position next year or you want to move uh, into a different field altogether, whatever it may be, or you just want to get promoted. Well, can you honestly look at yourself and see, well, well, here's the skills that I have and what are they out of 10 and, and what am I missing? What do I need to add? And then put together a structured plan to tick off what you're missing and put yourself, give yourself the best possible opportunity of landing that next role. That is strategic. We all know about that personal development plans, that you know, personal growth. There's, there's a lot of different ways you can go with that. So that's one side of it is being able to be brutally honest with what's good and what's bad, and then actually going out and doing something about it. A lot of people will think about doing the course, will think about doing something else. Fewer actually take that leap. But then the other side of that is, typically, if you want to land in that position, um, you want to be performing at the moment. You want to make sure that you know your numbers are good, that you're finding opportunities everywhere that you can, and that you're delivering. And what, what that really means is, well, how can you be prepared for that? And it kind of comes down to two things. If you're going into an opportunity, it's, you know, what are you looking to achieve and how are you look, how are you going to achieve that? That's really in its simplest terms. Then you can expand upon that depending on how big that opportunity or that, that piece is. So let's say you meet somebody randomly at a conference. If you straight away, just imagine an arrow pointing at that person that you're speaking with, most important person in the room, and you ask yourself, what are they looking to achieve? How are they going to achieve that at this mm -hmm. conference? then you can start actually, you know, the conversation will be guided. You will start thinking of that, potentially answering it in your head based on the conversation and then offering valuable nuggets to that person. And when somebody gets something, they get energized. They want to give that back to you. So you end up in this serendipitous exchange that can take you literally anywhere. And again, if you feed through to more opportunities that you're working on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, you can actually be prepared in advance. So you're going into a discovery session. Yeah, you want to qualify that person. You want to find out the pain points. You want to uncover urgency and all that stuff that we know that we want to find. What does the other person want? Mm -hmm. Well, they may want to know if you can solve their problem. They may want an indication of pricing. They may want something else. You have to think about that. And if you can be addressing both parts of that, then you're onto something that is going to do really, really well for both parties. And that's where you go places. Hmm. I love it. I love it. What a fantastic conversation and, and all of this and everybody, we want you to hit pause right now. Go grab a copy of the work before the work, the hidden habits elite sales professionals use to outperform the competition by our friend and guest, Paul Caffrey and his co-author, a former guest and friend, Phil M. Jones, fantastic book. Uh, we're going to take a brief break and hear from a member of the selling from the heart community. When we come back, we want to dive into some of these six habits of elite sales performers. And so, Paul, what are some of these habits that people are going to discover in the book? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. It's something which, when this started, um, I, I saw Phil, uh, Phil M. Jones speak at a conference. Um, we started to work on some projects together, and it actually was born out of conversations in between um, you know, some of the events that we were running. And what we had both noted was that elite performers do things a little bit differently to the rest. So, you know, most people, they have aspirations, but they sleepwalk through their career, whereas elite professionals always seem to know what they're going to get out of the next conversation, the next meeting, the next year. They're very, very driven. And sometimes they might share stuff with you and you're kind of going, oh, I don't know if you're going to do that. <laughs> then they actually go and a lot of the time they achieve it. And if they don't, they get pretty close, which is still pretty great. So what it comes down to is it's having clarity in your preparation and really is having sales preparation nailed down. And the great thing about it is anybody can do it. You know, it, it really is. It's that easy. It's about having frameworks that you can follow. So and, you know, what are we looking at? What are the six habits that we, that we tend to see? Uh, and they are first, uh, elite sales professionals, they tend to know what they're looking to achieve. They also tend to understand the current situation. And they always make sure to understand the decision-making process. So when they've un understood these three what's, they'll have a perspective or a viewpoint on that. If they're going into a meeting, they can get that reframed and they can clarify if it's on point or if it's a little bit off, but at least they've got a starting point. So that's all well and good knowing, you know, what you want to achieve. Then the other side of it is they're looking at, well, you know, how am I going to achieve that? Um, how am I going to progress that? Very important, easy to set a goal, more difficult to actually carry it out and being able to progress it is, is absolutely crucial. And then finally, how do we measure success and having that down and, what elite sales professionals do is they take this framework and they put it through three lenses. They put it through the person that they're meeting or the people that they're meeting. They then think about themselves and then they consider everybody else. Who could be the external stakeholders mm -hmm. that, that this could impact? And that simple framing, it just gives them a real upward trajectory when it comes to, you know, charting out their career. You know what I you know what I like about this is that I key I keyed on one word because it's near and dear to me and it's part of my why operating system is clarity. I and I think all too often a lot of salespeople and I'll say even a lot of sales managers, sales leaders miss the clarity boat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's you know, we have to bring clarity to the forefront. That's why I'm glad it was the first half of the successful habits of elite you know, performers is they have to make sure things are crystal clear because we know what happens when they're not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, you have to speak about outcomes. Do you need to be that visionary to bring people along with you? Um, but if you're not clear on, on what you expect and yeah. how you expect it to be done, you know, uh, can you prospect and find some opportunities or can you, uh, you know, work that territory? It means a hundred different things to a hundred different people. Um, uh, and again, yeah, specificity, it just means that you're you're able to then, you know, row in the right direction. Awesome. Yeah, this is so, so super practical and powerful. And, you know, one of the things we like to talk about at Selling from the Heart is the difference between sales reps, kind of the average run of the mill, you got the name on your business card and sales professionals. Um, and, and when you think about the difference between a sales rep and sales professional, what words would you put um, put to differentiating those two? I mean, the, the key thing is both are salespeople. So we're all people at the end of the yeah. day. And then when, when you when you think about, you know, a sales rep, we all 
we get that negative connotation from many years ago. Oh, they just want to make their number. Oh, they're, they're just trying to sell whatever. They're looking to do the least amount of work. They're cutting corners. They won't update the CRM if they don't have to. Whereas when we put the word professional in front of anything, you know, our expectations are raised. You know, it feels like we're going to have a great customer experience. We're going to actually have our expectations delivered upon this person is going to bring information and insight to me that I can actually use to maybe challenge my frame of thinking on, on my business. And they're just so vastly different. And you know how you are perceived is, is in your control. When you show up prepared, you're on point, it's vastly different to you know, rocking up five minutes late for a meeting or, you know, logging on a couple, you know, it, just these small little things. You know, professionals will not be late reps, you know, probably will be and I won't think anything of it. And then we'll wonder why, oh, why is that person in this conversation? No, here's what, this is a great tie into your book, Paul, by the way, is you want to know the difference between a sales rep and a sales professional is just have them just start sharing the work before the work. How'd you like that one, Paul Caffrey? That is, that is <laughs> ideal. I like it. These are the questions I need to ask. <laughs> Oh man, what a great conversation! And and I'm curious as as we we look towards the action steps and what can people do other than go out and get a copy of the work before the work. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book, I promise you. But what are what are some things that uh, some action steps people listening to this podcast right now can do to up their game in terms of being prepared and and doing the work behind the work. So when it comes down to it, really, you know, if you've got a, a meeting coming up in the next hour or if you've got something coming up tomorrow, whatever it is, just simply ask yourself, what's the person the meeting looking to achieve and how are they going to achieve that? And then ask the same question of yourself. Even just that minimal, tiny, tiny, tiny bit of preparation is going to help you see some gaps. And you'll be surprised at the gaps that you think you you think that's covered and it is not. So just doing that straight away will help you bring a, a greater level of professionalism and success to your next meetings. Uh, and yeah, obviously, you know, the book, the work before the work, you know, we dig into frameworks that you can use so you can apply it to the smallest or to the biggest things in your year to basically make you as successful as you can be in the opportunities that come your way. And you know, what's interesting about doing the work before the work. And, and as I started just listening to what you were just sharing is this also helps us, at least I believe, in that very first conversation. If you're doing the work before the work and you're using the framework that Paula just mentioned, doesn't it make that first conversation and those first couple minutes with that person a little bit easier? Because we know, let's just face it, we know there's some awkward moments. It happens to all of us. But if you're prepared, you're doing the work before the work, you're asking yourself these questions, right? What is it that I'd like to achieve? What is it that the other person may achieve? I believe it takes that first couple minutes and it takes it to a different level because you're not, you're, you know, you're walking in there with the thought of what does this person really want to achieve? And it's how you position yourself. At least that's how I believe it. You know, the work before the work happens. Absolutely. Um, couldn't agree more, Larry. And a key thing is nothing says that you're going to listen to somebody more than sharing something about them that they didn't know you yep. knew about them. That straight away grabs mm -hmm. attention and makes them realize, oh, this is going to be an interesting yeah. conversation. 
I love it. And I really like the concept of frameworks. I, I think as um, as a sales professional, it's, it's something that I need something that I can repeat <laughs> because, you know, we've got so many different demands coming at us, so many emails, so many, um, you know, we need this dot, 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 that in the absence of frameworks that become habits, we just tend to um, react and that story you told at the beginning about staying up till midnight doing proposals and then getting up, you know, and going, you know, that is not a sustainable lifestyle. And it's also not a productive lifestyle either. But the, the habits behind this are so, so powerful. Absolutely love this conversation. Paul, I'm curious for our listeners, of course, everyone's going to want to grab the book. How else can people get more Paul Caffrey in their lives? Yeah, well, look, absolutely. Look, I'm on all the platforms. But for, for your listeners uh, specifically, if you go to paulcaffrey.com forward slash heart, um, for the first 10 people who go there, I'll get, 10, I'll get 10 copies sent out to you. So you may be able to get the book for free. Uh, and then, nice. on top of that, yeah, it's, look, we've got to be you know, getting the message out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, what I'm, what I'm doing is for a limited number of people, you can't do this for everyone. Uh, I'm doing a coaching session one-on-one where I go through your prospecting and your sales uh, strategies and processes and also where you're looking to go for your career. And then the output of that conversation that we have is a forward on a, a personalized report that you can use to actually help guide your career to a more successful outcome. So again, and that will be a free of charge one-on-one conversation not too different to this but we won't have everybody listening so paulcaffrey.com forward slash heart uh, let's get connected and yeah i'm looking forward to, to sharing books with your your audience oh super grateful for you sharing that and and you know what hey by the way i i, I just started thinking daryl my apologies i'm gonna i i'm going down this road but sorry is i got the title of your second book based upon the title of your first book <laughs> Paul, you just got to roll with me on this, right? And just indulge me on this is, right, you you wrote a great book in the work before the work. How about one about habits? It's the habits before the habits. I don't know. I just, I just like it. it. (laughs) It's before the habits. It's before the habits. It's good. I absolutely love this. This has been incredibly practical and uh, super inspirational. Paul, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for listening to the Work Before the Work podcast. For show notes and additional resources, go to paulcaffrey.com forward slash podcast. If you got value from the episode, then take out your phone, give a rating in your podcast app. It's only one click. And if you have 10 seconds to spare, then add the sales tip that resonated most and how you think it will help your sales performance. This really, really helps the show. Thanks again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.